20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh, 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 oh. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Danny. And I'm Heidi. So, let's get into some lifestyle chat. What do we got today? This is episode 35. And we're going to talk about on-premise party and traveling to swing. But before that, I just kind of wanted to let the listeners know, since we've been talking about this for a while, that we finally executed a full, full swap. Mm -hmm. So the last few episodes we've talked about, we wanted a full swap and we've planned on full swapping, but for various reasons. For you, you, that's what. Well, for very, we want to do a full swap, full swap, where you have sex with someone else and I have sex with someone else. A full swap. But for swap. various reasons, I have not been doing the full swap. It just swap. sounds confusing because we have talked about doing a full swap, and it was, I guess, it was a, like a half full swap. Right. Now it's a full I was full getting swap. to that. You interrupted me. I was getting to it. So anyway, um, you have full swapped, I suppose. You've, you've had sex with other people, but up until recently, I had not. Mm-hmm. And so just a couple of weeks ago, we went to a party, and we actually both swapped. Indeed we did. So... It was a good time. We were with a hot, sexy couple, and we all had fun. And I've realized that for us, it really it wasn't a big deal. Nope. So, I mean, the next morning came, and everything was fine. Like, no jealousy issues, no problems. And actually, I think quite the opposite, you realized that you thought it was really hot. Well, I, 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 knew, I was pretty sure of that ahead of time. Yeah, but I don't, like, afterwards, you were, you're telling me you didn't expect to be as turned on by it as you were. Like you knew it would be hot, but it seemed to me that you didn't. Ex- that it caught you a little off guard. Like I, I don't think it caught me off guard. Like I thought it was going to be hot, and it was hot. Um, maybe it was hotter than I thought, but I thought it was. It wasn't that I didn't think it was that I wasn't gonna like, or I would be indifferent. Because it, it seems like you've mentioned that you're pretty much indifferent with uh, watching me with somebody else. But I have I've been thought so about far. It. I mean, maybe the scenarios haven't been mm-hmm. top notch, but. In the situations we've been in so far, I mean, it hasn't been an extra turn on to me. But I've thought about it, and I was, I was prepared for the fact that I was probably going to enjoy watching you. So it wasn't a surprise. I think I liked. I think it was. I liked it. Um, I mean, I guess I might have um, found it even hotter than I would have thought. But I was. I already thought I was going to find it hot. Yeah. No, I knew that. It was just that it was maybe hotter than you expected. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was. That was good, and and now we're you know we've opened that door, and we'll continue going down that road. Indeed. So, what's the main topic today? So, kind of two things. Part one is traveling to swing, which is something we really haven't done before. Um, traveling more than about an hour, hour and a half from home, and the second thing is going to an on-premise club. Um, we went to Ohio for for an on-premise club. So yeah, so we drove about a good three and a half hours. Which was a decent ways. I mean, the only the only time we've gone further is go to Desire, and you know that's a whole different. You get on a plane and whatnot. yeah. I mean, that's this, like a vacation, so that yeah. was different. But this was just overnight, and we did it kind of quick. I mean, we we got a hotel room, but we didn't um, 
stay very long. We got into town, went to the party, went to bed, and then got up early and left. So it wasn't... Um, yeah, it was it was a quick trip. So I think we only gave ourselves about an hour after we got to the hotel to get ready and no, then it took a, turn well, around I mean, and leave. Well, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, we, we, we got there and a couple hours later we were ready to go and then... And then, um, then we finished, we, you know, we left the club at about, I think two, two thirty or so. And then mm-hmm. we were, we got back to the hotel and we, and we got up about six and then headed out, uh, for the, for the three hour check back or three and a half hour. Actually it ended up closer to four. Well, and... because the weather was horrible coming back. Yeah. So, so it might've even been a little bit longer than four hours. So mm-hmm. I have to admit it, it was fun, but it was a little rough. Um, I, I'd like to change the timing a little bit more. I think getting into the town that you're going to swing in a little earlier might be nice so that you maybe have time for some dinner in that town, maybe not having to get dinner on the road like we did. We just grabbed some McDonald's on the way and having some time to kind of relax and just get the traveling out of you. You know, you've been sitting in a car for three, four hours. It's nice to just be able to stretch out a little bit before Mm -hmm. uh, having to go to the club. I mean, we took showers and we got ready and we freshened up for sure. But it felt a little rushed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was our own agenda that we were, you know, we were rushing ourselves, but still. Mm-hmm. And and then the other thing that I was thinking about it, because we've never traveled to swing before. And in this case, like, we knew we were up for having a good time. We, we you know, we didn't know quite what to expect from an on-premise party. We'd never been to one before, just hotel parties. But I think you and I were both pretty sure we'd have a good time. But there's still... A little bit of added pressure, I think. I could see how couples who travel to swing could get frustrated if they, you know, let's say you don't travel very, you don't, you can't get out very often, so you have to get a babysitter, or you don't have to, you don't have to pay for a hotel room. It gets to be expensive, it's a couple hundred dollar weekend minimum you're looking at. And if you go to a club and either the party's not happen or you just don't connect with another couple, I could see how that could get frustrating. Well, there's a couple of things. First is we haven't defined what an on-premise club even is. So we should probably do that, but also recognize that it's not, it was a travel scenario for us, but there's a lot of individuals who have an on-premise club to where it's not, it's just like going. Oh yeah. I mean, these are, to me, these are two different, kind of two different topics wrapped into one, traveling to swing and on-premise club. Yeah. I just want to make, make it clear that like it it isn't a downside to an on-premise club that you have to get a hotel room because if you live close to one or if you live within driving distance, then it's just like, yeah, I mean, that's one of the positives. So why don't you go ahead and kind of define what on-premise, what we mean, what we mean by on-premise club. Well, an on-premise club is a club that, um, by club, you mean it's an established facility, a building, an existing building, not just a club of people like social club. Well, maybe you should define it then. Okay. So, what we're talking about is is an establishment, a building that's dedicated on specific days of the week or days of the month to having parties specifically for swingers or um, swinger well friendly parties. It's just like I I feel like we're over explaining it. It's just like a dance club, just like any building that's a dance club. Yeah. and it's it's just when you say club, it can be confusing because social clubs don't have exist like a facility. That's all. Now I'm getting confused because I don't know what you mean by social club. Like Motor City, Club Diversity, those are clubs. Oh, I see. But they don't saying. have an establishment. Yeah. So um, it's just like a dance club, like 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 any bar. Yeah. And then that except they, they don't sell alcohol. They have their own building, and um, un- unlike a lot of hotel parties where 
hotel parties are often they'll re- they're revolving or they'll be at one hotel this month and another hotel this month and this is an on-premise club is we're defining it as a dedicated building that's um dedicated to this and on certain nights of the week or every day i mean it could be depending on how busy the area is it could mm-hmm. be every day of the week it could be only a couple of days of the week but they're open to swinging events and um and by on-premise we mean they provide facilities for couples to have sex in that building yes so they have beds hot tubs Whatever it is, locations specifically intended for the purposes of having sex. Yeah, they have a location. And not sex for money, just having sex, you know, yeah, like-minded, yeah. open open couples just who decide that they want to engage in sexual activity. Rooms, back rooms, or whatnot. I mean, it could be any, any setup you can imagine where there's just a dedicated area that's dedicated for um, mm-hmm. sex and sex acts. So, so getting back to traveling to swing in general. What were your thoughts about have you know going three four hours away from home to? Well, nobody to likes swing. to drive, or well, I shouldn't say that. I sh- I shouldn't say that. I driving is just you know the means to an end. The means going somewhere, going to a new club is fun. Um, going somewhere new is always kind of fun and exciting. Um, I mean, the drive is. Um, just a necessary component if you want to check out somewhere new or check out somewhere that's not around your area. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't mind the drive. I didn't, you know. Is it something that you would do more like frequently though? Because I mean, I know there are some listeners out there who, uh, you know, to maintain anonymity, prefer to drive and, and attend swinging events outside of their area. But it sounds like for you, maybe we'd prefer to just stay within our area. There's enough things to do in our area that we don't feel the need to, to travel. Well... Because, like, I considered it to be kind of a hassle, but it was to me it was worth it for the end because I had a good time at the club. Well, I had a good time too, and and it was a nice change of pace. It was, it was, it's all it's fun to go somewhere new because you've if you've been to you know there's parties around here and they're consistently at you know the same location or the same the same few locations. And so it's just fun to experience a new right. environment. But it'll be never; it'll never be new for us again. No, well, not this location. Not mm-hmm. um, I mean, and for those of you out there um, who I know, we have a lot of Midwest listeners. We went to Club Princeton in Cleveland, Ohio, Columbus, or Columbus, Columbus. Um, and so that's a good; it's a good three and a half hour drive for us. The thing um, for me is that. I learned, and I know that you have a bunch of topics for later about this, I guess, but for me, the drive isn't as worth it to me all the time. I mean, doing it this time was um, worth it just to go somewhere new, but I learned that on-premise clubs, at least Club Princeton, compared to the clubs that we, you know, the hotel parties that we go to, wasn't that different. Mm-hmm. It's an It was our first on-premise club, but it's sort of... It's sort of arbitrary when you say an on-premise versus off-premise because the hotel parties that we go to, essentially the layout's the, the same. Maybe not at some, but, you know, there's hotel parties that have a after-party area that have sex areas. They don't have the theme rooms, mm-hmm. and And per I would se. say this, there isn't as much space, as many beds, as much variety of, of well, locations. if we're talking specifics, you know, um uh motor city social club they 
they have a, I would say, a decent after party. Well, they did. That... We haven't been to Motor Social, Motor City Social Club in quite a while, so well, the last... it's hard to speak. Well, they're starting it's hard for us to speak about. They're that. starting up at a new location. Um, yeah, so we'll but have they to always they always have their Seventh Heaven after party, and I would say that that is pr- probably just as good as. I mean, you don't have the theme rooms. I, I, I guess where you're missing out is the privacy at Club Princeton. Um, and so when I say an on-premise club, or if I catch myself saying on-premise club, I'm, I'm only specifically talking about this one club. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's that a lot of the clubs are laid out where they have theme rooms and there's different rooms. And so the Motor City... Well, the hotel parties that we've been to might have, you know, a big area that's dedicated to an after party, and they've kind of sectioned it off themselves, either with sheets or, you know, some kind of yeah. drapings. Yeah, I mean, there's and... not, there's never as much space, like open space, because you're in three well, or four hotel rooms combined, and there's no, that, not, a lot uh, more people. I found that it, it's crowded, like, eh. trying to squeeze by people. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and then, you know, club the on-premise club had dedicated rooms so you could be you could, could be much more private still in sort of a a after party sex environment but it's it's much more of a it could be as open or as private as you wanted but i suppose at mm-hmm. a hotel party you could just start your bedroom door you know mm-hmm. or you could leave your bedroom door half open but i guess just getting getting back to traveling before we we talk too much about on-premise club um one of the other things that it can be could be kind of a hassle as I had to pack more clothes. So uh, normally we don't spend the night where we go because we're only traveling about an hour hour away or so. Um, but now because we're staying in the night, I needed to pack pajamas and I forgot. So I actually ended up sleeping in my jeans. I should have slept in the buff, but it was cold in our room. So oh, you slept I in mean, your jeans? I don't remember. I that. did. Yeah, oh, I, don't I did. That at all. I mean, we were... my jeans were pretty baggy. I mean, they're loose. They're not like. I, I didn't wear like tight jeans because I knew we were traveling. So if I had worn like skin tight like jeans that I'd wear like a swinger event, I wouldn't have slept at home. But I was wearing like baggier clothes. <laughs> Man, I I don't remember that sleeping in jeans is uncomfortable. Sleeping in your clothes I didn't wear is uncomfortable. Belt, but yeah, so like that made it pretty uncomfortable. Um, That's by choice though. You slept in your jeans by for- choice. I forgot pajamas and it was chilly in our room. So you know, it, it was what it was. I slept okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess the other thing is too that that. Uh, made the trip a little hard was we had a self-imposed timeline we wanted to get back to our little guy so we we got up pretty early and limited ourselves to only a few hours of sleep so um in hindsight i'd like to do things a little bit differently although the getting back to our son is always kind of a priority so who knows when that'll change but all in all uh it was still a great trip and i'm glad we made it and and had a lot of fun so mm-hmm. i certainly wouldn't poo-poo traveling to swing well, no, means. I would encourage. I mean, I could. I mean, it's. I, w- I wouldn't say one way or the other. If because maybe there's there's individuals out there's couples out there as you mentioned that specifically choose to travel, mm-hmm. and so choose to travel or are forced to travel if they live in areas where there just isn't you know a swinging atmosphere. A swinging. Well, yeah, either either they around. choose to because they want to maintain an- anonymity. Yeah, so those around people are where probably listening to us. Like, stop your whining. You're lucky you've got clubs nearby. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, um, before we move on to talking more about the on-premise club, I want to take a second to thank our sponsors. Uh, we're being sponsored by triplextruthordare.net. They have games that allow you to cheat with your partner. Um, they've got some fun and sexy board games. And they've also got apps, and they're made for swingers by swingers. Uh, their games are intended 
for couples and individuals to allow you to interact with each other, understand, and experience one another. We actually have a couple of the Truth or Dare board games here that we're going to be hosting a contest for. We'll pass along some more information that about that in an upcoming Why don't episode. Why you describe the games a little bit? So the app is what I'm most familiar with. It's called Dare 2, and it's an app on Android, and they also have a website interface for Dare 2 uh, for um, Apple or for other devices. And basically, they've got over 700 truth or dare questions. So we've played this with another couple in our hot tub. You can pull up uh, truth or dare, and they're sexy truths and sexy dares, and they just stimulate great conversation where you can ask somebody um, different questions about their sex life or their sex history or their fantasies, or you can dare one another. So there might be uh, daring someone to touch someone in another place, daring you to get a little personal with your tongue or little personal rubbing and touching another. Well, they places. get very, I mean, all the way down to sucking two cocks at once. Yeah, yeah, they get explicit. I mean, it's not just... Uh, um, so they, it's not just an icebreaker. They can actually uh, instruct you all the way through your play session too. Exactly. So it's, uh, from experience, the board game, it's it's hard to finish the game straight up without just getting into banging because it, it turns you on pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So thank you to Triple X Truth or Dare. And you can you can find them at triplextruthordare.net. And also, they've got a blog called thesexyswinger.com. So you can learn more about the sexy couple that has come up with these games. And you can find them on Cassidy as well as triplextruthordare. And follow on Twitter, too. They um, we, we follow them. So if you follow us, you can find them on, um, on who we follow. But if you just look for triplextruthordare, uh, they have... They blow us out of the water in terms of followers. They have like four, <laughs> they have like forty thousand followers. So follow them. They're they're always tweeting um, fun, se- sexy stuff. So mm-hmm. and as Heidi mentioned, we do have some of the board games, the couples version of the board game, because they have multiple versions of the game. They have couples versions. They have um, a few other versions that you can find on their website. But we will be holding a contest probably next episode or mm-hmm. or. We have to work out the details on that. So yeah, there. I've got. A, I'm looking at a copy of the board game right now. It's Triple X Truth or Dare: Dare to Expose Extreme Adult Gaming, and there is quite the sexy picture on the cover. So oh. you'll. Why, why don't, we'll, we'll make sure to post the um, cover of the game on the post for the episode. Yep. All right. So on premise clubs. So I don't really want to do a review of the club because I think it's hard to do a review when we've only been to one club. Well, but at the same time, when you've only been to one club, it everything kind we of say is, a review. Is, yeah. go- is going to be specific to that club. That's so. true. Yeah, yeah. But I guess we just, I, I just want to talk about what are impressions of clubs in general, assuming that this club is like other clubs. Well, that's what I, that's which what is I kind had to say earlier, been... is we, we've been told, and it's our impression that, I mean, the club layouts and everything are going to vary, but the amenities are, are going to be very similar. But, I mean, don't get us wrong, we're talking about on-premise clubs but we've only been to one so it's it is going to be localized so if you if your experience is any different than what we're going to describe then let us know that hey yeah we'll be curious we want to know what you what you thought if you've been to the club princeton let us know what you think yeah so uh yeah it's it's funny because we say well we don't want to be a review but really it kind of is going it's for for people who have been there they're like oh yep it's a review of princeton but for, for those of you who haven't hopefully it's um it, general it extrapolates yeah. out to on-premise clubs in general, which I would say it probably does because I would say it, it extrapolated out for just 
hotel parties that we've been to, they, it wasn't mm-hmm. that different. I mean, if yeah. if if I was walking into, I mean, I guess we can start talking about it. If I had walked into a hotel and had the exact same night that I had, it wouldn't have surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it would be as if you went to a hotel party and then all the actually ho- had a hotel room at a different hotel because bu- everything was booked. Well, yeah, and you know they they had you know it was a hotel takeover and they had done up a bunch you know 20 rooms with as various theme rooms Mm -hmm. and that's sort of what you get like that's sort of an on-premise club in a nutshell right there yeah i mean we we walk in and you're essentially in a bar area although they don't serve alcohol well Uh, this one didn't i don't think any of them do in ohio to be fair Oh, I don't. I mean, I guess that's where it gets tricky because I don't know, and I don't, and I don't know how well that extrapolates out to the rest of the country or or right, our international right. listeners. Yeah, so I shouldn't say they, but from what I was looking into, I don't think they do in Ohio. So if I'm wrong, let me know. But I don't think any of the on-premise clubs sell alcohol. Well, Ohio. we don't want to be specific to Ohio. Well, that's the only state I'm aware. I, I we looked at so. <laughs> yeah. So let us know what the laws are anywhere else. We'll be curious to, to see. Yeah, because like, we were... I don't know about trapeze in Florida. We've heard of it, but I, I don't know what their liquor laws well, are and, down and, there. And we're also, and for any of you who know the laws, let us know because we've been looking into why there aren't on-premise clubs in Michigan. And I mean, Michigan has a good swinging community, mm-hmm. um, as our Michigan listeners know, but we have uh, hotel parties here is what's uh, pretty common and rotating hotel parties and there is no dedicated on-premise clubs and the communities here and we've been told that it's against the law but um these types of clubs but we've looked into it we've looked into i mean as much as you can do by googling not very we, we haven't done a very in-depth search well we did we decently in-depth uh, i would say we could do better well yes either you, way though we're not into, lawyers we don't know law well, you start driving, getting into, so. well i mean it's interesting you start getting into how things are zoned and zoning laws and and how adult establishments are categorized by city zoning and so it's it's interesting because there aren't any in michigan and you'd think that there would be and so if you live in an area that also has a good swinging community, but don't have any on-premise clubs. Let, let us know. It's it's an interesting topic um, because we have strip clubs here. I yeah, mean, it's, I, it's not you know, like I'd, I'd like to get in touch with lawyer with a lawyer, and you know who's familiar with that section of the law and kind of figure out what the law prohibits and why it prohibits it. And you know, because I mean, Michigan has like the city of Detroit. In order to be a dancer, you have to have a dance card, and that's kind of a unique law. I mean, maybe I don't Michigan, think it's unique to you, Michigan. I think that's a standard thing. That's I not that I, I don't believe so because when I was looking into the swinging into a sex club like that was specifically cited as a unique law for Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I for the I've, city of Detroit. I think I've heard that. Well, I mean, I guess I mean, I guess we're not speaking in terms of in in an area that we're well knowledge. I mean, we can do a little bit of searching, but it yeah, it, it would be interesting to talk to a I don't know what kind of lawyer deals with um, with zoning and those types of um business establishments and what can and what is legal and 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 what's not and what's permitted and because there are adult establishments in our area and yeah. adult businesses right but none that allow sex see i mean and that's very different than allowing you know that's different yeah, but, than than nudity and it's different than yeah, partial can, nudity versus full nudity like sex is a very different act than than purchasing sex related paraphernalia yeah, but you can get around i mean well i mean i guess maybe you can't because that's why there aren't any businesses but you i would think that a business could get around that by saying 
um, what our patrons do on our premises, we can't stop. I mean, well, in Ohio, I I think they get around it in Ohio by having you be a member of a club, and then what you do in in, then you're do you're basically what you choose to participate in the clubhouse. I mean, I I think that's how they do it in Ohio. I think that's why we're actually in order to go, you have to purchase a membership. If you go to a normal bar, just uh, any old bar, and have sex there, is that against the law? Yes. It's indecent exposure. They have to call. The, they're supposed to call the police. Absolutely, that's no, no, no. The law. Well, no. It's 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 against the law, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's against the law for the individual, but is it is the can the business get in trouble? If they condone it, I I, I expect that they could. If they're I mean, I guess nobody they're allowing would, it, nobody would want to. Well, I don't know. I mean, can can a business be for allowing an individual illegal can, conduct? I think they could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's it's walking that fine line between saying what our patrons do on our property we can't i don't know i mean i guess you're you're right it would be interesting to talk to the a lawyer who would specialize in this because i don't know by by having a, a building that allows dancing and also has a room that happened to have that happened to has a happens to have a bed in it does that mean that you're breaking the law if you provide a room that has a bed and patrons choose to have sex I in there? I think you could get raided. I think so. I think if the cops knew, they could raid you, and then everybody who's having sex would be arrested for indecent exposure or other things. But the I think you're at risk. I don't know if the establishment itself, but That's what I'm hell, saying. once it gets raided, then no well, one's coming back. Yeah, I agree. I, you're right there. But, I mean, I'm just thinking from the – as the business, is it against the law? Because yes, as an individual, I don't as, a, know. as a as a patron of that of the establishment, it might be because it, like like it might be against some kind of residential ordin- ordinances too. Like the city's not going to want certain city. You know, I mean, cities are not going to necessarily want a club like that. Well, yeah, because yeah. It, it might be violating some like city indecency laws or whatever too. Like who knows? Yeah, but I find that very fascinating. I mean, just because. You know, you know, it goes along the thing where governmental regulation of of what um, an individual person wants to do on their own free time, and you know, government um, just just a lot of government involvement and yeah, I guess it's for the good of the people. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess that. I mean, that's what are you saying? Like, that's how you feel? No, I'm I'm just saying that that's probably the stance that the government would take like we're we're trying to keep the neighborhoods decent for the majority not for the minority so cater the majority not the minority Mm -hmm. but let's get back to talking about on-premise club because you and i are clearly not lawyers but it is interesting to talk about so when we when we arrive at the club uh they have you check in and we kind of alluded to this before but at club princeton you have to purchase a membership you can purchase like a weekend membership or a guest membership, which is what we did. And I'm thinking that that is some way around the laws. I'm, I'm assuming that that's why they actually have you purchase a membership. Plus, it's also their way of gaining information about you, email address, and, and that kind of thing. So then they can spam you later, uh, should they choose to, or if you allow that. Um, and then you pay for the party itself. So we paid two two separate fees, the, the membership fee and the party fee. And then we were in. 
and they give you wristbands, and they had security, so very similar to like, hotel parties that we're familiar with are like, you pay your fee. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how it is, like, you go to, you go to a hotel party, you, got, you, you mm-hmm. pay to get in, they give you a wristband, yeah. it's, and all, then, and then it's we all were, the same. Yeah, and then we were essentially just in a big dance area with tables, there was a bar uh, where you could give the bartender your drinks, and then they would serve you your drinks as you wanted, or they did have a cooler that you could put your drinks in as well. That was just open, so you didn't have to store your your drinks with the bartender if you chose not to. And we didn't partake in this, but they they do provide uh, free mixers, which is nice. Well, so, this club did. This club did, yeah. I mean, and that's where. But it, I'm saying it, it gets, they. I mean, they as in the club, not they as in all clubs. I mean, that's where it gets down to like essentially this is a review. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't think we need to get into that, but I thought it was nice that there was mixers. So if we had brought hard liquor, we could have had the the mixers. The bar had their own mixers. Yeah, for free. Okay, I don't think I even knew that. Well, we didn't we didn't use them. We just brought mm-hmm. beer, so mm-hmm. we didn't need them. But it was I think it's nice that they provided that. Yeah, for free. So obviously tip your bartenders, but it's nice that they have that stuff available. Mm-hmm. So and they also had uh, little treats, chocolate covered cherries and snacks and stuff. And again, we're used to that because our the clubs that we've been to at hotel parties have also provided food. We don't usually, you know, we don't go there for the for a meal or anything, but it's nice that there's little finger foods and snacks and whatnot. And then, of course, just dance dance floor. I thought the dance floor size was adequate. I didn't think it was too small or too big. I thought it was just right for the number of people over there. And they had a stage, but there weren't any stage shows or anything going on when we were there. But I imagine that that could be nice. Although what they did have, which was nice, was a couple of poles uh, with light boxes so you could see shadow dancing. I thought that was really cool. I think it would be cool to see that set up in one of the hotel parties that we were at. It'd be, I thought that was very sexy. It was. It was hot. That was very hot. So, I mean, essentially everything we're describing is very much like a like a hotel party. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, the mix of couples was, I'd say, a, a good age range from people about our age, you know, in the late twenties, early thirties, all the way up to people in probably about their fifties. Mm-hmm about right so a mix of age groups it was all couples when we were there so we didn't have to worry about any single guys or creepers or anything like that everybody's very respectful and it was just we had a good time yeah yeah we had a good time so then they have they had a couple of hot tubs we chose not to partake in the hot tubs but they were available uh, I think there were some people in them at one point in the yeah when when we go party. to leave I I noticed that there was um, some people in there mm-hmm. and then they had as we were talking about before just uh, a big playroom area with kind of like center stage beds and beds with uh, like tents all around them where you could have a little bit of privacy but then be near the center stage and then they had a few hallways just with random rooms with windows with kind of like plexiglass so you get a varying levels of privacy where you'd have almost full privacy with maybe a little window for someone to peek in or full privacy where you could shut blinds all the way to being wide out in the open yeah they had that full range in terms of what you could do you could exactly if you wanted to be if you wanted to go and close the door and nobody could see you Mm -hmm. then you could do that um all the way up to as you said having sex on the big pyramid beds mm-hmm. um, out in front of everybody, the big show. Yeah. And one thing about this that I like in comparison to a hotel party is that the hotel parties that we've been to, particularly Motor City, is 
we don't have to wait until the end of the party for then everybody to be herded into the what Motor City calls the seventh heaven party, which is really just the okay, now let's get ready to have sex. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the hotel parties that we've been to, it's dancing until a set time, let's say midnight or one o'clock in the morning or something. Then after dancing, people filter out of the dance room. A lot of people go back to their hotel rooms and change into other clothes. So the party momentum dies a little bit, and then they come back out of their rooms and find one another and meet back up to have sex, or sometimes go back to the dance floor, dance some more, and then make their way over to the rooms that are dedicated for sex, the the bigger playrooms. So the party sometimes, I feel like sometimes it loses a little bit of its sexy momentum by having everybody dance to a specific time and then opening up the rooms for sex. What was nice about the club is, and the desire was like this too, the playroom was open all the time. So if you're meeting, yeah. if you're dancing with a couple and it's 10 o'clock and 10 o'clock and you guys are horny, you can just go fuck. Yeah, I think that's, you know, one of the key differences between an on-premise club versus an off-premise club, mm-hmm. um, at least in our experience. And I mean, I guess, I part of me is like, I don't know why we, I always feel the need to say like our experience, because clearly it's we are speaking from our experience so i mean we've we've gotten some comments too actually about generalizing and not and not and be to be careful about about generalization but and that was really in reference to the body image uh episode but it just in general i mean it is what it is um if i i mean um if i mean if if i in particular feel that something's pretty general to the pop to the swinging community as a whole, then I'll say that. But I mean, I, I could be wrong, but also when, when I say something or when you say something and it sounds like we're generalizing, I mean, that's what everybody does when you are speaking about, you speak about your own. That makes you laugh. Cause you're generalizing about everyone generalizing. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't, unless you, uh, phrase everything with this is, this is my experience this is my experience. Then, you always have to. Um... I guess it's, it, what you're getting at is it's hard to. Sometimes it's hard to talk about something without using the generalization type terms. Otherwise, every other sentence is, in my experience, this. In my experience, well, yeah. that. And it gets to be very repetitive. So yeah, because I mean, I... but that's the caveat for our entire show is we're talking about what we know and what we're what we're experiencing. And in some cases, it might sound like we're speaking for the whole community, and that's not always the case. In fact, well, more often than not, that's not the case. Well, we're only speaking about ourselves and our thoughts on the community i mean i guess if i feel like something's general to the community mm-hmm. that's how i feel that's still your opinion that's yeah. it's it's my generalization about the population as about the swinging community or the population or or whatever i'm talking about as a whole and you're welcome to disagree with us and we appreciate that and we like it and we welcome it mm-hmm. so we're we are always open to disagreement and we are certainly uh going to honor all opinions mm-hmm. so so yeah i mean Getting back to the on-premise thing, I like that if things are hot and sexy and spicy and heating up before dance time is over, you can go and have sex whenever you want. Now, at a hotel party, you can do that too, but it's in your room. And I like being able to have your separate space and the sex space be two different things. Like when we have gotten a room before at a hotel party, we tend to get a room with two beds so we can have the sex bed and then the bed that we're going to sleep in at night because I don't really want to play in the bed that then we're, we're going to sleep on. Even though I can get new sheets and whatever, I mean, who wants to call for room service and ask for new sheets at 2 in the morning, you know? I mean, they already know it's a swinger party, but I don't want to do that. So that, to me, is a really nice plus about an on-premise. 
the other nice plots about it on premise, or at least the ones Club Princeton, and from what I've read or researched on the internet about the other clubs, is they tend to be open every weekend. So if you live in the area, you can be spontaneous and just go. It doesn't mean it's going to be crowded or going to be a good party that weekend, but it's open and there's going to be people there. Exactly. That's that's the other key is it's at the same location and you it's reliable. You know that just like any club or yeah. bar, um, it's it's a reliable location to go. Right. It's, it's, it's there. And you, and you don't have to worry about the hotel managers getting cold feet and canceling. Or, exactly. Because or that's all why, of a sudden upping your hotel rates. That's or, exactly why. Because we didn't go into the... Um, we, didn't get into this yet but the night that we went we had a different party to go to just one of our regular hotel parties that we like to attend here in the area Mm -hmm. and they were going to be at a new hotel and the um the club or the The hotel management the the hotel management had an issue with the type of party that it was going to be and so then of course it got canceled at the last minute and so that's when we've been wanting to go to an on-premise club and we had the babysitter ready we had everything set to go ohio clubs aren't that they're within driving distance so we're like well let's 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 go check out this experience and so you don't have that unreliability i mean uh there's club around here um in motor city that was down for i mean it's been About a good six months it was down more and then than, maybe, and then they when they did that. reopen they reopened uh what like an hour and a half from their usual location but not even that too it's that it wasn't down for six months and you knew it was down it was there th- this was a party that happens monthly it was the first first week or first saturday of every month mm-hmm. and they continued they just, to schedule kept, parties. Yeah, and they then just they would them. they would schedule a party, then cancel, and then the following month they'd schedule a party and cancel it, and that's sort of the the danger that you have when you have a hotel party because mm-hmm. you're subject to the whim of the hotel yeah. and the hotel management, and you're also and... subject to the whim of everybody who's there behaving because we've heard of parties where people have partaken in illegal drugs or smoked in rooms messed with smoke detectors and parties had problems well i think that the you know i think people i think that's a rarity not being respectful i think that that could happen i think that that could be an on-premise club too yeah i, I suppose mean, you're right but it's the on-premise management is going to be more aware of those things i think or at least more comfortable with that kind of an accident than a hotel party yeah i agree so on-premise club at least more reliably as an establishment, definitely great to have for on the whim if you live close. Or if you live within a drivable distance, you've got the kind of lifestyle that you can just pick up and go. But I would say in general, I mean, other than not, other than they're not being, the playroom's not being open all the time, it's pretty comparable to a hotel party. Um, yeah. I mean, if you have a hotel party that is reliable and isn't, you, you don't have an issue yep. and you don't, I wouldn't say that, um, in in my experience, that the on-premise club was any better Mm-mm. than the hotel party. Yeah, and I, I want to take a second to talk about... So as far as security goes, I would say they're about the same. I, felt, I feel equally secure in a hotel party versus the on-premise party. As far as bathrooms go, I wouldn't say they're any better or any worse than the bathrooms that I've experienced at a, at a hotel party. Um, cleanliness. The, the, the club was clean. Hotel parties I've experienced are generally clean as well, so... That was the same. But the one thing that surprised me was just the kind of how things were built. Like the beds were just made out of wood, like not bed frames or things like that. They were just constructed out of wood. 
raw wood in some places, not even painted and whatever. Like, I expected things to maybe be a little bit nicer. Well, I think that was the club that we were at. I'm sure that there's higher-end club, just like anything that um, there's going to be higher-end clubs out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, So I don't yeah. think that that's something – again – as we keep saying, it's tough to talk in general about on-premise clubs when we can only really talk about the one we've yeah, been Yeah, and I'm sure... sure there's probably some that are nicer and some that are not as nice. But just from my impression of being told, hey, this is a good this is a good club, I was a little surprised. Well, I mean, it might be the cream of the crop of Ohio. So, right. you know, it's like, well, do we want to go to the other clubs? I don't know. If this yeah. is the highest end, and even then we had a really good time, but, you know, the... You, you can still tell that the budget for the playrooms wasn't crazy high. Right. You know, the construction of the playrooms, it wasn't. It also makes me think that I would love to run a place like this on my own because I feel like we know where like where to improve on. Well, I mean, and that goes back to our discussion earlier in terms of we don't even know the zoning laws in Michigan and why there aren't on-premise clubs. Right. You, it seems... I'm sure it's not a novel idea, though. And Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's would have to be illegal for or whatever reason or there. else there would yeah. be some exactly because when the a, a swinging community there's always looking for places to go yep. and if there's you know if you have a strong community and we have a rich would, community that would not su- riches and money but like we just have a, a a big community yeah that they would support a place like this so yeah so any other thoughts on traveling to swing or non-premise club Mm-mm. all right so I wanted to have one more segment on the show, and we're going to do a couple of hot scenes. Boobs! Boob, boob, boobs! Boobs and bush! Boobs and bush! Good boobs. Those are good ones. We're like 35 seconds in. Nice. Credit bush. You never get opening credit bush. I know. This is crazy. We haven't done a hot scenes segment in a little while, and mostly because that's because we haven't been watching anything that's hot or sexy. We've actually been re-watching all of Breaking Bad, which is an amazing show for those of you who haven't seen it or if you are aware of it, but there's nothing sexy about that show. We also, though, recently watched season two of House of Cards on Netflix. That's also not a sexy show, but there were a couple of hot scenes in that series that I just wanted to bring up and let you listeners know about. So, without giving away any spoilers, there was a male-male-female threesome, or what you often refer to as a bisexual well, there threesome. Was, there was the illusion of it, the uh, assumption that it happened. Yes, yes, the assumption that it happened, but there was a male-male kiss on camera, and so and, and presumably both males were straight. Not so sure about that anymore. Well, clearly they weren't. Um, clearly, but but before then you weren't. You didn't really know. No. Well, so, without getting into spoilers, you know Kevin Spacey's character wasn't. If you watch season one, right? Um, but not necessarily the other character. And a lot of people on Twitter. I saw a lot of Twitter comments and a lot of um, uh, posts on the internet just noting that both saying how good it was and also not good, depending on who you were, um, the tweet or seeing that the. That the Underwoods, the main characters in the the show, were non-monogamous, and so that was kind of over the blogosphere and over the internet as a as an issue. And some of the some of the things that I read praised it, and some of the things that I, I read did not look at it so fondly. Well, that just goes to tell you about how the American public feels about non-monogamy in general, I suppose. And there was one other 
hot scene, which I would say was actually truly a hot scene. The other one was more of an allusion to a hot scene. There was some lesbian sex. And that was actually a, a reasonable long scene for a cable show. It was pretty good, I thought. I, I enjoyed watching it. So if you're Did thinking, you really, though? It wasn't bad. Because well, you are into... I, no, was, I was just thinking about that last night. It was funny. I, I, I was enjoyed letting the, seeing, I was seeing letting, it on TV, just in general, like seeing the like sexy atmosphere. No, it didn't like... It's like, funny. Girl on Girl doesn't turn me on, but I still like enjoy like a sexy hot atmosphere it's funny what i think about like i mean i like what pops in my head i mean you can probably tell it doesn't turn me on as a listener of the show you can tell that my thoughts go all, all over the place and it was last night i was letting the dogs out and i was thinking about um i was actually thinking about the interview that we did um with um rachel and tiff about um and i w- it was just thinking about it. it was oh that was it was a really good interview and hopefully all of you have heard that interview um, episode thirty-four. It was just, a lot of fun. The um, it should it should depending on when this episode goes goes up, it was probably the last episode we posted. Um, yeah, this is gonna be thirty-five. But I was thinking about that and just reminiscing that that was a good fun interview. We did it. We had it was our first interview where we did the um video portion of Skype. So that I mean, it doesn't help you listeners, but it was kind of fun for us. But I was thinking that um. Um, and just, I, I was just kind of having thoughts about porn and the, um, the interview with them and that it popped in my head that I was thinking you really like watching gay porn and, um, not just gay porn though. I watch regular male porn, gay too. porn. Yeah. But, but you like it a lot. Oh, actually this is all kind of tied in the, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, it wasn't just, I was trying to think, I was trying to recreate my thought um, pattern from last night, and it's kind of hard to do to recreate your train of thoughts, but we had, I was listening to the radio. Um, Here we go. What? Get ready for this one. Your train of thoughts are always crazy. Well, because it reminds me of, now I don't even know why I was talking about this. Oh, the lesbian, how, it's funny that you say it was a hot scene, but really it wasn't a turn on for you. Um, yeah, but but going back to that, it's so still I, sexually charged. It's not a turn. So we were. I was listening to the radio yesterday, and just one of the local morning shows around here, and they were talking about um, somehow they got in the topic of um, that. There's a rumor that there was a original Power Ranger who's doing gay porn, yep. and so I was listening to that while I was in the shower, and I got out of the shower, and I know that you like your gay porn, so I asked you to see if you could find if it's true or not that the Red Power Ranger, the original Power Ranger, um, um, the Red original Power Ranger was doing gay porn, and so you were looking into it, and you actually found that it's not true. There's a gay porn actor who does look a lot like the original Power yeah, Ranger, but it's not him. But it's not him. And so then I was just letting the dogs out and thinking about you looking up gay porn and. Um, how you're a, you're a female and you really like looking at um you really like looking at gay male porn mm-hmm. but a lot of a lot of straight women like to look at they'll still look at um lesbian porn just because I think the features are softer like they like it but and I was thinking like Heidi is incredibly straight like she's she's really really straight because she most of the time, women will say, "Yeah, I'll watch lesbian porn," but you know, you're one of the few that says, "I don't I'll watch. think I've ever watched a lesbian so, porn so video then, ever." Then that made me think also about you know the interview with which Rachel and Tiff, and I believe we talked about porn watching habits on that. Um, yeah, they, interview they, as well. they said that they liked to watch gay porn, ex- ex- gay ex- male porn, ex- yeah. exactly. And so I was just thinking about that, and so, it, um, but yeah, it's funny because a lot of times you'll hear that. Um, um, quote unquote straight women really pre- like to watch lesbian porn, but then the lesbians don't. 
Um, and, I, and that's then, a big generalization. I'm sure there are lesbians who do like but. cock so much that you even like to watch gay porn because there's two there's two cocks. There's in that two scene. cocks. You can't get much better than I know, that. I two know. cocks, two orgasms, two two spooges. So I then love it gets it. back to House of Cards, where it was your idea to mention House of Cards because we were you know we we try to do fun segments for the show and we're like, well, what are we gonna do and and well and that's see that segment's kind of limited to what we've been watching and that's what we've been watching but exactly I, I can recognize sexy women i can recognize hot women it doesn't necessarily turn me on but at the same time like a sexy sexually charged environment they were actually having quite the quite the bang session in, yeah, but, in the scene yeah. so mm-hmm. like like i i enjoyed seeing that you know it didn't get me wet but i, I still liked seeing that portrayed on camera and i also liked it because there was a creeper outside in the window watching and i kind of liked that too and i see i actually think that that it was a little creepy but i I I like yeah i think that that actually um took away from the sexiness of the scene like i didn't find it that sexy of a scene personally Mm -hmm. um because of that because there is the there was a male looking in and i don't know it, it made the sex um less less hot because it was there was um malice uh there was you know there malicious um well not malicious he he without getting into spoilers he wasn't being malicious but there was somebody who was looking through the window and right and that creep factor t- sort of took the sexiness out of it plus i'm not the biggest lesbian lesbian you know that's yeah i i guess that's we both your thing. I, I guess we both aren't um standard because i'm not you know i don't mind a lesbian scene but i'm not a lot of straight guys are like it's yeah it's, it's go-to or you know it's but uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a huge in the yeah. huge in the lesbian scenes. So if you have watched House of Cards, I'd be interested to get your opinions on the season as a whole. I mean, I know it's not a sex related <laughs> thing, but yeah, it you know it'd just be interesting to to know what you think and what you thought of those <laughs> sex scenes in particular. So did it surprise you? Did it not? Did you think they were hot? Let us know. So email us your House of Cards comments. Yep, <laughs> exactly. So once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Triple X Truth or Dare with games that allow you to cheat with your partner and so listen to future episodes where we're gonna have a contest to give away their board games yeah if you want to win a board game make sure to listen so we'll wrap it up please email us questions thoughts comments you can reach us at swingingaround at gmail.com you can also post comments on our blog visit our facebook page we are swinging around no g at the end of swinging Follow us on Twitter. We're swinging around. No G at the end of swinging. And we're also on Cassidy. We have a swinging around community. All right, everybody. Stay sexy and stay swinging.